Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. If you guys are new, I am a Forex trader. I'm also a trading coach and the co-founder of Tier1Trading.com. If you guys are interested in learning to trade or maybe taking your trading to the next level, navigating those obstacles that are keeping you from success, make sure you get over to the platform, www.tier1trading.com. Start your 14-day risk-free trial membership. Start learning. Introduce yourself to the great community of traders that we have and start getting yourself on the track to success. Now, today I want to talk about a random question that I posted on Twitter the other day saying, do you believe in having daily or weekly profit targets? And, and speaking of random, I was randomly thinking about how long I've been doing the podcast. And I've been wondering, I'm like, we got to be coming up on a year. And believe it or not, but tomorrow is the one year anniversary of the Trading Coach podcast, right? I started this podcast on Wednesday, March 5th or March 14th. 2018 and 150 plus whatever episodes later we are now officially at a year so it's pretty cool time flies there's so much content here you guys uh have been leaving so much valuable feedback and i'm excited to kick off year number two now let's get to this question do you believe in having daily or weekly profit targets. And again, I put up a Twitter poll question and the results came back pretty decent. If 59% said no, no, you shouldn't have these daily or weekly profit goals. And 41% said yes. And I, I want to read you a few of the responses before I give my opinion. Um, and these are responses from kind of struggling traders, from really some uh, successful traders and even other trading coaches in the industry. So it, it's cool to get the, the wide range of opinion. Um, but one trader says, I don't. Sometimes I'll, I'll take three trades in one day. Other times I'll be on the sideline for more than a week. It wouldn't make sense for me to have daily or weekly targets. And a lot of this can depend on what, what style of trader you are. Obviously, a, a swing trader and, and a day trader are two completely different beasts. Uh, but just think of it as a, in a vague uh, reference, I guess. Another one says, uh, Akil, the market dictates what you do, uh, what you as a trader can take from the markets. You cannot simply dictate it. However, it all depends on your risk and what you're looking for. You can do 10 lots for five pips and your day is done. But question is, how sustainable is that? 
Another one said, nope, you can't control the market, so you can't expect it to give you the opportunities to hit your weekly profit targets every week. Another one says, weekly PIP goals. Of course, it's market dependent, but I think that having a goal sharpens your focus and attention in looking for qualifying setups. And that's an interesting one because he's he's kind of putting a different spin on it. He's, he's not saying necessarily that you should do it, but having some type of carrot in front of you kind of helps motivate you and stops you from becoming lackadaisical and lazy. And it allows you to be in the market and find those opportunities. So I thought that was an interesting one. Um, next one is targets are not always met, but if you don't have a target or a goal to strive for, the odds are higher that you will miss the mark. And if you are hitting targets, that helps you keep track of how you were doing, whether good or bad. And then you can adjust your mindset if need be. Um, so this trader, the, the, the take I took from this comment is that you have to have something to shoot for, just as the other trader mentioned. Um, and if you're hitting targets, you know, I guess how else are you gonna know if you're doing good or bad if you don't have some type of target or a projection to shoot for. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we'll read one more. The market will not give you what you want. It will give you what it wants. Uh, you never know when that will be uh, within your style to catch it. Short-term goals inhibit patience, which is vital for a trader. So again, 59% of the traders uh, agreed that or agreed with me saying that you shouldn't have daily or weekly PIP targets. 41% uh, said you should. And it seems like the only ones that responded were the 59 percenters. And this is almost about 200 votes. So my opinion, if it's not obvious by now, I don't believe in, in daily PIP targets or, or daily uh, or weekly PIP targets. Here's why. And, and, and I guess I should say this. It, it all depends on how you're going to use them. How concrete are those targets? I do believe in having something to strive for. But to have a set target saying I have to hit 100 PIPs this week or I'm a failure, right? The world blows up and I, I must quit trading, whatever. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing for, and for two reasons. Let's say you are a losing trader, right? And, and maybe not even a losing trader, but you're, you're in a drawdown. First and foremost, we know that every trader goes through a drawdown. We know that every strategy at some point goes through a drawdown. For you guys that are new, a drawdown is a period of time where essentially um, you are not hitting new equity highs. So you're either going I guess sideways or slightly lower, or you're kind of like a, in a retracement, if you can imagine your equity curve being like a chart. And that happens from time to time. It happens, you know, sometimes when the market slows in the summer and there's just not the liquidity needed um, for your strategy to be profitable. Uh, sometimes it comes after a hot streak. Sometimes you have a very good week, month, months of trading, and now it's time for you to give something back, pay your dues before the next hot streak uh, occurs, right? doesn't matter why it comes. The fact is that drawdowns come and typically they're not predictable. And I shouldn't say typically. They are not predictable. Let's put it that way, because if you can predict when your drawdown was going to come, guess what you wouldn't face? Yeah, you wouldn't face a drawdown, right? You would conveniently quit right before that drawdown happens and you would conveniently stop or start trading again right when that drawdown period ends. So we we never know when drawdowns are gonna come. The difference between struggling and successful traders are this, right? Struggling traders let that drawdown destroy them. 
Um, it, it causes it causes emotional pulls for everyone. But struggling traders typically haven't worked on their trading psychology, so that drawdown allows them to start making emotional and psychological types of mistakes, such as early target taking, right? Revenge trading, right? You're, you're taking targets early because when you've been in a drawdown, you're losing money. You just want to get your hands on something to feel good, right? Anything earned is better than anything lost. And of course, because you've been on this losing streak, you're assuming that next trade is going to be a loser. Uh, revenge trading is one where you you have to make that money back right away. You, the market just took something for, from you. So now you got to get back in the market and take it back. Um, and even stuff like avoiding losses. So, you know, that you took three losers in a row and you see that third one's coming and you refuse to take three losses in a row. So you conveniently start to move that stop loss further and further away, hoping and praying that the market will reverse before it stops you out and you'll somehow save your bacon, where in reality, you typically just lose more money. All right. That's what struggling traders do. Successful traders, we 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 weather the drawdown. Right. And we do that because we're using proper risk management tactics. First and foremost, we are trading so small that a loss really has no emotional effect on us. Really, a win doesn't have any emotional effect on us either um, because we're trading so small. So there's no kind of psychological hit. I guess there's a small one. The, the ego does get hit when you're losing. Um, that's never fun. But it's it's at least for me personally, it. it I don't really care about my ego, so I can I can lose um, as much as I want. It doesn't really make me feel like that worse of a trader. Yes, you get frustrated sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like, you know, I'm not. I don't judge myself as a trader on my win percentage. I, I, ju I judge it on my P and L. Um, so for me, a, a monetary hit would probably hurt a lot more. However, I'm trading so small that I can weather a drawdown, and, and it really doesn't. It doesn't affect my account in a way where I start to panic. It, it's just, you know, you're losing a little bit and you know that you'll make it back. And that also comes from having confidence and experience over the years of digging myself out of drawdowns and seeing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's a little bit different as an experienced trader versus a, a newer trader. But that's how successful traders handle it. They manage to draw down. They kind of, they wade and they, they uh, what's it called? They, they, uh, when you, treading in water, right? I think that's the right word, right? Um, until they have a chance for their, their system to pick up again. And then they take full advantage of that next win streak. So if you are in a drawdown and you have a pip target, obviously you're not making any money for that day or you're not making any money for that week. The question would be, how do you handle it? Do you get even more frustrated because not only have you lost money, but now you're behind your goal? Are you more likely to revenge trade and make a mistake because you have to hit this specific target? And if you don't hit this specific target, you are a loser. So now you you start instead of going in the into the market looking for good trading opportunities, you look for any opportunity in the world to try and make money. Right. If you guys ever gone to a, a pair, you're not supposed to trade. Right. You have a set portfolio, hopefully and you ever go outside that portfolio because your portfolio is just kicking your tail. And you're like, I got to find something here. Uh, Cad Swiss, what's going on here? Right. You ever trade something that's not in your plan. Right. You're supposed to be trading this one specific way, but you're losing and there's no other setups that meet your rules. Now you start. Oh, well, I know I saw Akil talk about this in a video. Let me let me try that. Or maybe I put out a trading edge video for you guys that are on the platform. I'm like, hey, this is a great setup that's on my radar. Breakout traders. Watch out. This one can go to the moon. Right. Like the pound odds we recently talked about. Maybe you hop in that trade because Akil said it was good, right? We start making these mistakes and it, it, it makes our situation worse. So you're just fighting a downhill battle if you have a weekly or daily pip target amount. 
um, and you don't hit it. Now, on the other, other hand, here, here is what I think is the even bigger problem, right? If your goal was to make, uh, what did I say before, 100 pips, right? If your goal was to make 100 pips, what happens when you make that? Do you shut down your trading? Do you stop? Let's say you're, you're, you, you, you hit a home run, you make 100 pips by Tuesday. You just go on vacation Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Some of you would say, yeah, well, I hit my goal. That's all I wanted to get out the market. Let's, you know, let's call it a day. Um, however, what if you're missing the opportunity to make a lot more? What if this was your super week? Right? What if this was your super week? What if this was your week where everything was lining up? You're on the right side of the market. What if this was your 500 pip week? Right? Uh, my 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 business partner, my good friend, um, and the other co-founder of Tier One Trading, Jason Greystone, just posted uh, this past week. He had about a, I think it was like a 400 pip week. What if he would have stopped at 100 pips and left those 300 pips on the table? What would have happened then? Right. You got to be able to maximize your wins just as we're looking to kind of control our losses with risk management. We're not making our our drawdown situation worse. We're looking to take advantage of all our wins because our wins are what really push us to that next level. Our wins are what allow us to lose. Right. By taking full advantage of our wins and collecting that profit, we're creating that cushion. So when that drawdown comes right, instead of taking it all away from us. Right. We have enough where we can say, okay, you know, it's kind of, I'm picturing like paying the mob, right? You're like, okay, here, here you go. Here's your cut market. Here's your cut. Take your, I know, I know you're going to take some, take your cut and then get out my way. Let me go back to business. It's kind of the same way in trading, right? We make our profit. We know a drawdown's coming. So, you know, we pay off the little market a little bit here, take your losses. And then we go to our next level extension. Everyone's happy. We're happy because we're making money. The market's happy because it's taking money. Um, it's a win-win for everyone in a, in a weird type of mafia type of way. So that's the big the big problem I have with with set pip targets is what do you do when you hit them? Do you stop? Because if you don't stop, what if you go backwards, right? You never want to achieve a goal and then give it back, do you? Right? I just watched my my Everton try to play football club, right? Go up 2-0 versus Newcastle this weekend only to give up three goals. You don't want that. Trust me. I didn't want that. Sick to my stomach. But so are Spurs fans and so are West Ham fans. It was a bad day for kind of a lot of us on the tier one platform. We were on the chat just uh, <laughs> looking at each other just like, ah, oh, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. We'd probably meet up in a pub somewhere if we're all together. But um, the same thing. Once you make something, you never want to give it back. So I don't think you should have goals like that. Now, with that being said, you do need something to shoot for. And the traders that mentioned that in the comment earlier are right. Because if we don't have something to shoot for... How do we judge ourselves, right? How do we stay motivated? How do we know if what we're doing is really good or bad? And I look big picture, right? The, the smallest picture I look is quarterly, right? I, I, I track monthly stats and, and all that fun stuff. But quarterly is really the, and that comes from my swing trading nature. Uh, quarterly, so every three months, that is, is when I really look at things. I base really my judgment off the year because that's a big enough sample size. Again, I never know when drawdowns are going to come. I've had drawdowns that lasted 20 weeks during the summer. So the midway point of the year, I had a drawdown before that lasted the first six weeks of the year, right? So and I've had drawdowns at the very end. So sometimes it comes at the beginning. Sometimes it comes in the middle. Sometimes it comes at the end. I never know when it's going to come. So I'm never too quick to kind of 
pass judgment. I never know, I never know how long it's going to last either. That's another thing. But what I do is I, I know my numbers, right? I have experience in the market. I've been consistently profitable for years and years and years and years. I know where I should be, right? I, I kind of know my range. And that's not only as like a win percentage, but it's a return on investment percentage as well. So what I'll do is, is I'll take my equity curve, right? Beginning of the year. And I'll draw in two equity lines, right? I'll draw in kind of a, a low ball line where it's at minimum, I should be performing kind of above this line, right? So me at my worst, I should be returning on average, you know, 2% a month, something like that. And then I'll have a kind of a higher line as well, where it's like, hey, if I'm really, really hot, I may be averaging about 6% a month, right? You usually don't get that, but that's, you know, I've had hot years before. And, and if I'm really, really hot, that's what it is. And as the year goes on, I know this is a podcast. I wish this was better. If you, Some of my old YouTube videos, you can see this when I shared the equity curve and you can see the line in between the line. But so imagine a, a line at the bottom, which is kind of my, 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 uh, my floor of where I should be, a line at the top, which is my ceiling of where I should be. And obviously, my, my real-time equity curve is in the middle. And I use that to track how I'm doing throughout the year. And as long as I'm within that range, I know that I'm doing good, right? And I'm not always in that range on the first month, maybe not the second month, depending on how the year starts off. Again, a couple of years ago, I was below that range for the first two months of the year, 17% drawdown, or maybe like three, four months of the year, 17% drawdown in the first six weeks. And it took me a while to kind of fight out of it. But eventually, I traded back into that range. And by the time the end of the year came, I was at the upper end of it. So I use that as a way to gauge um, just from a, a financial standpoint. I'm, I'm not really worried about pips and numbers. I'm worried about percentages and where I'm at. But what's more important is just my, my good trade count. What is my good trade percentage? And I know that sounds remedial, uh, you know, yeah, kill good trades, but we got to make profit. But the reason I'm so focused on it is because I know that if I take good trades, that's what creates profit, right? Do you understand? It's like, if I want to do good on the test, I need to study, right? So I'm not really worried about what the test questions are. I'm worried about studying and studying, studying. And if I study the right way, if I go to class and I learn the right way, I should do well on the test. So for me, it's all about what is my ratio of good trades versus bad trades? And bad trades are like when I make a mistake. And if that ratio is close to as close to 100 as possible, typically the results will fall in line. I don't know when they will fall in line, but eventually they will fall in line. And as the year goes on, as you get a bigger sample size on a trade to trade basis, again, your equity curve starts forming. You get to see where you're at and you can kind of tell, hey, is this a good year? Is this a bad year? And then, of course, going through your stats, you can kind of pick out any red flags or anything else that you may need to kind of tweak or, or, or fix. Anything that pops out that may be, um, may be causing some type of negative result to your trading. That's kind of the, the active management of you as the trading year goes on. And, and that's what I use as that carrot. Right. So it's not specific. It's a zone. It's a zone based on a percentage. Right. Worst case scenario. And, and this is before money management, all that front stuff. Worst case scenario, I, I should return like 25 percent. Right. Best case scenario, I should return like 60 percent, something like that. Um, anywhere in that 60 to 20 percent range, I know that I'm, I'm on pace. And if I'm on pace, um, that's the only thing I'm shooting for. So. 
that's my advice. I don't believe in, in daily or weekly profit goals. Um, again, it depends on where you're at. You may be at a prop firm where the, where the, the, it's a completely different atmosphere. You may be, you know, you may be doing a signal service where you have to hit a certain amount because you promised your, your clients that amount. Um, obviously everyone's situation is different, but I find that focusing on the process is much more important to me. And it's mainly because I can't control what the market gives me. I can only control the, uh, I can only control which opportunities I take advantage of.